Hello, fans, and welcome to episode four of the Family Gathering Podcast. Today is a very exciting day because, one, not only are we going to talk about Draft Day the movie, we have a special guest. His name is Preston. Close the house. <laughs> and he is the star of The Heist Before Christmas, a movie. And Roy, I think you had more to say about him. Follow him on Twitter. He has two. He has a, just a friendly one, capital P, lowercase dbz199, and this, a professional Twitter account, P Roswood, capital P, lowercase the rest. Go follow him. Hit him up. Preston, tell the audience a bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm like a pro camper. Um, I go to summer camps all the time. Uh, and I do a lot of like computer stuff. You know, I just, I like go to the summer camps and do some computer stuff. And then they're like, wow, this is really good. And then they pay me. So it's really cool. And wow. uh, yeah, I, I love movies. Uh, Draft Day was one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> um, there's a lot of jokes, a lot of laughs, and a lot of good times. So I'm excited to talk about that. That's great, man. And <clears throat> getting right to it. Oh, Roy has something A little to say. bit more on him. He's a highly motivated programmer that loves sinning, robotics, and tennis. He's an undergrad at Cornell University and has his own Twitch bot <laughs> service. Wow. Thank you. I do. That was a pretty great plug-in. Um, just a little bit about the movie before we get into it. Draft Day, directed by Ivan Reitner and starring Kevin Costner as Shawnee Weaver Jr., the embattled general manager of the Cleveland Browns. It was a box office failure, costing $25 million to make, <laughs> and only making $29 million, and was pretty much panned by critics who thought it was an ad for the NFL. But, before we get into everything else, let's get to it. Banana, banana. Hi, I'm Hank Anchorman, and this is the NFL Draft. The Cleveland Browns lacked, well, we will see. Ooh, <laughs> conspicuous. That was your best intro yet, Beezers. <laughs> to get into the movie a bit, it covers, well, draft day. I was very excited for the intro. My heart's pumping, like, a lot. I'm My glad thing. to hear it. It was phenomenal. A <laughs> little bit of background before we get into um, the nitty-gritty, but Sonny's Browns are coming off a stinker of a season, and they have the seventh pick in the draft. We're introduced to the three main prospects of the movie. You have the superstar and the supposed surefire best pro prospect and quarterback Bo Callahan. You have the brash middle linebacker Vontae Mack, played by the Black Panther himself, Chadwick Boseman. And finally, running back Ray Jennings, played by real-life NFL running back Arian Foster. Superstar running back. Yeah. So now, wow. here, I want to hear your first impressions. Preston, you're our special guest, so you go first. Okay, cool. So I just want to talk really quickly about the two Joes at the end of the movie. I mean, they shook that man's hand real firm. <laughs> two in a row. Um, I also really love the fact that Michael Keaton gave an excellent performance. Um, you know, he was just coming through in every single scene. It wasn't was Michael hilarious. Keaton. Yeah, so like I was saying, Michael Keaton is just an excellent part of this movie. And I, I really like the fact that he, you know, he spoke to his mother just in a lot of respectful ways. You know, like one time he just threw a laptop at the wall while talking to her. And I thought that was completely relatable. You know, I break things all the time when I'm having a very good conversation with my mother 
Um, yeah, overall, I mean, the, the movie starts really strong. It has some crazy cuts and edits. It's an excellent time. There's some rotoscoping, some walking through other people's shots into the next shot. Excellent. Keeps you on your toes. You really don't know when it's going to come. And then, you know, it just ends with the most amazing comeback clutch moment of all time. <laughs> all true. Um, but it is Kevin Costner, not Michael Keaton. They do look similar. A they're, they're literally like identical twins. Doppelganger. Like, the whole movie, I had no idea which was uh, which. So, yeah. Pretty much. Uh, Bowen, let's hear your first impressions. Well, I'm excited for this one because... I I know you, this is like a classic movie uh, for you guys. Like you, re, you really uh, love this movie. But I have very different views. Mm. I did not really like this movie. Like there are a few parts in the movie. I mean, I have my awards, and um, those are like the positive parts for. It. But for the whole movie, I was just like not interested. To be completely honest, I mean, like I know it's called Draft Day. But they didn't even have, like, any game in a sports movie. I mean, come on, bro. It's a sports movie. You got to at least, like, have that, like, great shot of, like, like, you know, a game that they won. And it would have been so much better. And just there's just so many, uh, just just so many things that are lacking about it. Um, I, I agree with you there how they definitely should have shown some game footage, but it didn't really foot, fit in. And when I first saw the movie in theaters, I was disappointed. But looking back, I still wanted some, but it just didn't really fit in. You know, back to the point about the two Joes at the end, I really think they should have gone with the opportunity to make a Joe Mama joke twice. Like, seriously, they had two opportunities in a row, and they missed out on it. Can we talk about that? Uh, oh, no. What is there to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's just, I mean, you, said it, you said it perfectly. I mean, okay. see? Boom. Another missed opportunity. They could have made a legendary, you know, Joe Mama joke. And, and it, it just, like, just didn't work out in this in this film. So. Yeah, yeah. Roy, what are your first impressions? Um, I really liked the movie. I remember you and Dad, when it first came out, you're like, come see it. I'm like, no, I don't really want to see it. And then I, I came, and I really enjoyed it because I, I, want, them, I want them to do one for the NBA because draft day is just such a fun experience, and it's just really cool seeing. I know it wasn't actual behind the scenes, but a little bit behind the scenes of what real GMs do. I think in the real behind the scenes, an hour before the draft, they wouldn't be on the practice facility. I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, but moving the plot along, Sonny, our main character, he's, he's really going through some stuff. I mean, his girlfriend is also the team's, team's cap strategist. Most annoying character. Allie, and she's also pregnant. Um, as well, he has uh, his dad's death, which happened only a week ago. And on top of all this, his owner is just completely pressuring him to make a splash move, which honestly is pretty realistic. But he completely panics. What does he do, guys? Wait, who's going to go first? I'll go. So basically, Mr. Pancakes, Tom Michaels, calls him on the phone because his... Who's Tom Michaels? He's the Seahawks general manager who has the first pick in the draft. And Very strong focus on pancakes from the beginning of this film. I like it. I, I loved it. So he offers him 
two first-round picks and a third-round pick for the year after. And Sonny declines it. But then he start, He goes through, some things happen. And he, he talks to the owner. The owner tells him, you need to make a splash. So he's like, okay, I'll do this deal. But Tom, with his... Oh, and when Sonny hung up on him, he's like, enjoy your pancakes, Tom. <laughs> classic. Press pretty classic. Bowen. moment in the film. No, I'm not talking. Oh, no. <laughs> so then he calls him up again, and this time Tom goes, we live in a different world we live in we lived in an hour ago and he makes him give up three first round picks in a row which in NFL is a lot and really Sonny, any Sonny bites any draft for <laughs> sure and Sonny bites he does bite and here's where I want Preston Bones analysis can I get an immediate trade grade for Sonny after that first trade trade grade yeah what would uh, you like how bad that was yeah um I think he was you know I actually think it was pretty justified considering his position like he really didn't have – he's only been there for two years. He was living in the legacy of his father. Like, he was basically forced to, to make this deal. And, like, he should have just made it when he had the chance, you know, before he hung up on him and called him a pancake-eating dude. Um, or, like, told him to enjoy his pancakes or whatever. But he didn't. So, you know, he got kind of stuck making this worst decision. So, like, do I think it could have been better? Yeah, I would say, like, a B um, for that or B- minus maybe. But, like, overall, he kind of had no choice. So, yeah. Commander Beezer. Um, well, I, I mean, <laughs> what was the question? Well, I wanted to know your thoughts on his trade grade, because he also didn't even consult oh, oh, the owner okay, or right, coach. Trade grade. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Just had a brain fart. Um, it was, I mean, I guess it was pretty, uh, to be honest, I don't really follow NFL, so this is like another reason I didn't really have much appreciation for this movie, but it's... It, it seemed like it was just like a huge impact on this man. I mean, he, he was, he kind of was just chilling and, you know, just with the Cleveland Browns and nothing, you know, too exciting really happened in this man's life except for his, like, father dying. I mean, that's not exciting, but, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's just, he's just chilling, bro. And, but then he's like, all right, we're putting all our trades, we're, we're trading our best trades for, like, this one really good player, he kind of just like, he just totally just surprised everyone, and everyone was just so disappointed, and they're just looking at him, and and in a way that was like, oh my god, who is this man? He he is just such a terrible, just like, why is he here? Just everyone GM. so perplexed. So yeah. Okay so, then. Um, yeah, that's. Pretty correct. He was pretty panned after this. And uh, Vontae Mack, one of the prospects, aka Black Panther, he calls Sonny after he finds out about the deal, and he just grills him. He's like, "Watch the Bo Callahan tape when I played him." Well, a, a few things happened before. So he had a conversation with before he made the trade, saying he can't if he's not picked at seven, which was the Browns picked. He's gonna slide too far. I won't be able to pay. I was going to, yeah. Oh, for like his nephews and stuff like yeah. that. So that's that humanizes the character. It's also a very true thing in the NFL. And he tweeted about it. Yeah. After. Yeah, it's well, a big yeah, deal. You know, yeah. I mean, these people are, some of them are coming from not a lot of money, and the draft is a huge deal for them, but the first pick makes X amount of dollars, and the 18th pick makes a lot less. So he's definitely hurt by this because Sonny was probably going to draft him at that stage, and he's done. And then, when the whole team finds out, everyone's pissed at Sonny for getting rid of 
their future and trading for a quarterback that neither Penn, the coach, wants, nor the current QB, Brian Drew, who had a good season. Nor even Sonny, really. Kind of just the (laughs) owner. (laughs) I mean, Brian Drew trashes his office. Right, guys? Yeah. He, He just trashes it. Yeah. And he just throws a tantrum. Yeah, all of this after he went to Rick, the poor intern, and said, uh, have sexual intercourse with your mother. Which, by the way, he could have just said, Joseph, mother. Would have been, you know, would have worked just as well. <laughs> and I want to get into Coach Penn, played by Dennis Leary. Because he's also really mad because Sonny traded away the team's future for a position that Coach Penn thinks is already filled. If you were Coach Penn, how would you have been feeling? I would have felt betrayed because he didn't even consult you. Or literally anyone he didn't consult. He just did it. And again, like you have to consult with the coach there. That's just And the owner. He just does yeah, that. And stuff. the owner. Can we talk about how Sonny's just completely going rogue? I want to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, let me Wait. give a thought on that. I think, uh, I think it was really stupid. Like he, There was no pressure, or at least... Like, there was pressure on him, but not for this. There was no reason for him to just make the decision that rashly, like, right then and there. Like, he definitely could have gone into the office, spoke to the coach, uh, maybe a couple of people around the office or whatever, and gotten, like, a lot of different opinions before, like, kind of putting his thing together. I don't know what he was thinking then or if he was just, like, kind of – if he did know what he was going to do later that day. Because you remember at the end of the film when we see the note, that he had written yeah. and put in his pocket earlier in the movie. Um, you know, maybe he was just doing this all as part of his act. <laughs> and then, like, which kind of, I think that's kind of the point that they were trying to make, but I'm not 100% sure. Uh, you know, maybe he knew the whole time and just wanted to, like, get everyone riled up and, like, so that no one could predict where he was going to go, you know, when he did eventually make all the plays that he did during draft time. Um, but yeah, it's pretty ridiculous that he just, like, made it on his own, if not for the rest of his plan. I, um,. My take on the note was, so it was literally the first scene, he has the green piece of paper, and it appears throughout the movie a couple times, and it says, Vontae Mack, no matter what, and he was planning on taking him with the seventh pick, and then he got to the first pick, and I guess that is the no matter what, because I feel a lot of people say no matter what, and then the what happens and change their opinion, but he stuck with the what. He just dropped him for, I mean... Also... I'd like to mention him doing his research on the player after trading for the pick. Like, that's yeah. franchise-altering material. Yeah. <laughs> Small brain, honestly. I was just going to get into that because right after the trade and everyone's mad, like, 30 minutes of the movie is Sonny starting to do in-depth research, which should have been done, like, three months ago. And he's investigating Bo after he traded his entire future for him. This is ridiculous. Like, you see him go to his little security man, Ralph, to do some digging. And actually, Ralph does drop some bombs. The first one, Bo Callahan's college teammates did not attend his birthday. 21st birthday. That was pretty tough. That's a tough look. Yeah, that... Wow, that was like... Probably one of the funniest parts in the whole film. Um, I don't think I wrote down my funniest award moment. Well, I, I just dumb. So, um, but that was just like, okay, I don't know why, but I just didn't really understand this movie. Like, I don't know, my brain just like died during this movie. But um, can we fix that? It? Was just hilarious because no. 
they're like trying to figure out, you know, what, what happened to this guy and the, the top player, and then, and then that one guy who he was having an interview with, he was trying to investigate with, and he said, everyone didn't go, uh, no one came to his birthday party, and it was like, oh man, that's just shocking. That's just like the whole movie is right there. And then he held on to that throughout the film, and it was just kind of interesting how it's just so weird. I mean, I don't know. Like, this, yeah. So that's what I gotta say. I agree. Um, and um, relatable, relatable. What's up, Preston? Relatable. <laughs> and then Ralph drops another bomb. Bo lied in his pre-draft interviews by claiming he read the playbook and knew about the $100 bill that the team attached to the end of it to make sure the players read it. What, what are you guys thinking about Bo as a prospect right now after these two incriminating incidents? Well, um, I just, I want to say that it just, it was kind of like a turning point in the movie, I guess. Um, I don't know. It was, it was just really confusing to me, but... Well, I thought... Like, this time... He was trying to find the, the top player, and then there was all this, like, backlash about him. So, yeah. I thought that, honestly, all three main pro- prospects had off-the-court problems. Bo, obviously, not having many friends and lying. Vontae Mack, they said, after he tweeted that, Sonny even called him. He said, you can't be doing that. These GMs do not like that. And that is very true. And then Ray Jennings, the running back, he like beat like someone up, fight. yeah, in a game fight or something. But those are all pretty big red flags. red flags. But yeah. Bose was definitely um just hit different for some reason. Preston, yeah, yeah I, I, oh. I want to say uh, you know Michael Keaton had to juggle these kind of two points, you know, that are very important. You know, you might think, I mean, I, I you know I hear Bowman when he says no one cares about the birthday thing, and I agree. That it's funny that they like made it so dramatic that his friends didn't show up to his birthday party or whatever. <laughs> but you know he held on to that and he asked him. Uh, you know I don't know to what you know what he expected him to say. Um, besides that isn't true or I don't remember or whatever. But um, you know he did ask him later, so you know it was on his mind. But I think the other piece about uh, him lying about reading the playbook and then knowing, I think he said that he didn't know that there was a hundred or he like didn't admit that he saw the hundred. He said. Yeah. Um... So they go, oh, how was the hundred dollars? He goes, oh, I remember now. That's what. Oh yeah, exactly. So like, so he was like trying to defend himself for not remembering and then remembering, and you know that is way more important than lying a little bit about like who showed up to your birthday party or whatever. So yeah, I mean, once he found out that piece of information, it was like way easier for me to get on board, like be uh, to go against um, Bo uh, and just. And prefer him go for like Mac or someone else. Um, so yeah. Yeah, that's a good take. And Can I just uh, say a side note? Oh, I totally just cut you off. So no, no, go right. for it. We go. we love the takes, Beezers. Give them. Okay. Both. All right. So side note: this dude's name, Bo. That's like like two letters of my name, <laughs> Bo Bowen. I mean, this this guy. That's just. I guess maybe I should start respecting this movie more because. You know, grade A analysis, A one analysis. Yeah, I feel like he's just kind of stealing from you, just like he stole the rest of his like lines, you know, from other people, uh, lying about stuff and whatnot. I, 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 you know, kind of the fact that he's trying to take your name 
I, I don't really appreciate that. I think that's another reason why we shouldn't like him. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate that. Thanks for backing me up. <laughs> um. So basically, after all this, Sonny gets his little staff into the draft room. And just now, they're going to analyze some game tape, which I just find <laughs> astonishing. Like, this is really stuff. I mean, I don't know. You guys aren't as big sports fans of us in the pre-draft process, but even you guys would probably know, like, this is stuff that's supposed to be happening all year, and they're doing this the day of the draft. It's just ridiculous. I know they didn't expect to have the number one pick, but you got to do your homework. Because you got to, maybe you trade up, or something happens, he falls like he did. Yeah, so they're analyzing game tape of Vontae versus Bo. And Sonny says this long story of how Vontae got ejected because he gave a football to his sister in the stands, who then unfortunately died. And it's very, it's very tragic. Penn says some funny stuff after that we'll get into. Yeah, but that was a tough look. It was very tough. But we're, we're at the point in the movie where you need to have, like, all your eyes dotted and your T's crossed and Sonny just seems to be doing this on the fly haphazardly and I have a question for um, my co-stars. If you were scouting Sonny Weaver as a character what would your report say? I would definitely say um, that I mean my, my reports would just say that he's just not a you know, prepared uh, person, and he's just all over the place. And why is this guy even in this business? He knows nothing about running anything. I mean, it, well, you have to keep in mind, though, he was on the clock. He was on, he the, was clock. on the clock. Not at that moment, That's though. Like they were the just reviewing thing. the I tape. Mean, I'm a pretty unorganized person. My God, like my desk, like <laughs> my computer and my mic, there's just like. I had to make make space for it, bro. There's all these these the books and like papers. Hmm, what did I see? Mints. Uh, I mean, they don't take up that much space, but I mean, they're just like in the most just the worst places possible. And this guy is even more unorganized, and that's just that's just I never seen such unorganization uh, in my life. I mean, it's unprecedented. <laughs> wow, Preston, can you follow that? Um, what am I trying to respond to? Um, I want you to grade Sonny Weaver as a GM. Oh, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I don't really know, like, about positions and what it means to be, like, a GM, really. I, I know, like, what it is, but I don't really know what the job description is, so I can't or really the character, like, Sonny uh, the character. Know, what I do know is that, you know, Michael Keaton kind of gave me this idea that he was not really supposed to do this job because he wants like more control than he really has and he he was kind of rude to like the coach and like other people who had genuine concerns about what the hell he just did <laughs> um, you know and, and again back to the note like I think it was just all part of his master plan or whatever I, I can't really confirm or deny that but like yeah it's still it's pretty ridiculous to like put on a show like that and just I mean I'm surprised that I don't know who the owner guy was I don't know like his name or the actor's name or anything but Anthony. I'm surprised he didn't fire him Anthony. on the spot even though he like, he literally put his hand up he's like five minutes <laughs> like bro you own you own this team like what do you what do you mean five minutes this guy was <laughs> this guy was Mr. oh you need a Uh, yeah, I, so, like, you know, he, 
you know, Michael Keaton just kind of was like annoying, and I don't think he really belonged in this position, but you know, he pulled through in the end. Yeah, and I mean, after uh, all the draft meetings, he goes into his office alone and looks at his crumpled post-it note we've been seeing all movie, and he calls in the pick. And we cut to the draft room, where he comes in, and the NFL on TV announces the pick is Vontae Mack. How would you guys describe his staff's reaction? They were uh, pretty shocked, because he comes in, they're like, it's tradition, we call him the pick. He goes, new tradition. And then just everyone starts booing him, and he throws a piece of paper on the table, and he walks off. And then Coach gets it, and he's like, and then he reads it. But what I, I really wanted... was pretty pleased at that point. He was definitely not pretty pleased. The coach was not pleased. I want to mention how I liked that we honestly didn't really know who he was going to pick. Like, obviously, us, second time watching, we knew. But what did you? who did you guys think he would pick? Um, I thought he was going to pick, um, I mean, get the first guy. I mean, it just seems logical um, to do that, but this man is not logical. So of course, he didn't <laughs> pick him. He picks, I mean, uh, I like that he picked um, Vonti because he had a better relationship with them. So that was that was nice, but uh, Were you pretty it's only shocked? business. It's only business. He can't he can't be feeling for the for the less talented. So that's true. Be tougher than that. Were you shocked? Like he took him. We were like, wow! I did not expect that. I was uh, <laughs> kind of eh, cliche ish, but it was it was it was interesting. So Preston, who would you yeah. think he was gonna pick? I thought for sure it was going to be Bo because of all the shit he put there, everyone through the rest of the day. Uh, like, it was just so stressful. Like, everyone was freaking out. And then he's just like, by the way, that was a meme. Like, I'm just joking around. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, what? Where did that come from? It came out of freaking left field for me. So you guys um, must have been thinking after he made that, yeah. after he picked Vontae, like, what the hell? Where is this plot going? What are they going to do next? Yeah. Like, after, after he made that pick, it all kind of started to fall into place for me. I was like, oh, okay, like, that's where all this, that, like, like, that's what happened here. And then we saw the note and all that. Um, but up until that point, I was, like, convinced it was going to be Bo, uh, even though, you know, he did. So, like, I was thinking, you know, they kept making references to how he's a rookie and, like, you know, he's hot-headed or whatever. I thought, you know, okay, what like, I thought that um, Sonny was kind of thinking, well, whatever, like, it's not too big a deal. Like, it's annoying and we'll have to, like, put him in his place. But I didn't think it was going to be something that kept him from joining the team. So I definitely did not predict that. I also want to say, so Sonny Weaver's kind of go-to line was, you only get drafted once. <laughs> and I had a counter going for how many times he said it. Does anyone want to guess? Like 15 times. I, I feel like it's cheating if I guess, right? Why? Because I think it's three, right? Preston? I'm going to go with five. It was only two, and I was really shocked to what? find that. I was wow. really shocked. Yeah, I guess if we put a said it 15 times, I'm telling you. If we put a counter, you know, for how many times they said they were on the clock, I think we might be a little bit more surprised. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of clock management going on, and it there wasn't was very good. Clock management. That was some quality clock. Um, clock it? <laughs> We'll, we'll get to the clock scene soon. Oh, also, the after... You, you said clock scenes. I'm pretty sure it's called <clears throat> clockage. I agree. 
Um, this was a pretty tough look. So the owner, Anthony, has a jersey printed out for Callahan, and he doesn't even pick him. That's a tough look. Like, that is a tough look. Going around with that jersey. But also, so after that pick, he's like talking to people and goes, tell Sonny Weber I'll, I'll be there in an hour. And I actually did some, some notes, some, and I found out there was a continuity mistake. So after the first pick, it's, you get 10 minutes you're on the clock for 10 minutes. So after the first, that's 10 gone. So you have the second for 10, then the third, then the fourth, then the fifth. So that's 40 minutes. And Sonny Weber, um, Anthony comes back to the office and yells at him right before they're on the clock. So that's only 40 minutes and he said an hour. I would like that explained. for the sixth spot though. So wouldn't that be 50 minutes, which is close to an hour? No, no, no. It was the second to the sixth, right before the sixth. Oh, so you don't count. Oh, okay. I would, I would kind of like that explained. I was kind of um yeah, going for a loop. Yeah, I'm actually kind of mad. What the heck? I thought they were all about the clocks, and then they mess up the freaking clockage calculation. <laughs> <laughs> you have one job. Yeah. Um. I, I guarantee, if I look through those. Uh, credits again, I will see a clockage manager. <laughs> that guy needs to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> Who was our clockage manager for our movie? Um, we didn't have Preston. He was like the Time Lord. Yeah, I, I was like the Time Lord. I mean, I guess William also. I mean, we, I mean, if if we had an open day to film Ghost Cocaine, dude, we are going all day. There was no clock. There was like <laughs> That's true. Nothing. True. We were we were not even on the clock. The clock was on. Yeah, we were not on the clock sometimes. So going back to the plot, um, inside Bo, joke question mark. Obviously, <laughs> Bo starts to slide in the draft, and this is pretty shocking. And Sonny calls the Jaguars, who are at pick five, six, six. and the Jaguars are just completely flustered. It's a new GM, and they just want to fleece this guy. Okay, so. So yeah, Sonny walks in and everyone they go they go get Sonny. They're like something crazy's happening and Calican the teams that had the picks after number one were taking their um, players they're recommended with, projected to go with even though he was still on the table. And then it gets to Arizona at four. They pick the guy they had, and then at five the team already had a really good quarterback. So Sonny goes. Okay, six, let's call him and try and make some magic work. So he calls up Jeff Carson, and this is um a top three tough look of the movie. Just panicking in front of all your boardroom members, and just, it was a tough look. Let me say, Jeff, we haven't, even, to say this is, Jeff we haven't his, even gotten to the tough look award, and there's been like... Two billion tough ones. Jeff gets his pants pulled down. I mean, he's at pick six. Bo Callahan's a generational quarterback. The Jaguars supposedly don't, don't have a QB. And Sonny fleeces him by giving away just like three second round picks, which is like a good offer, but come on, man. It's pretty ridiculous. So now that Sonny has the sixth pick... He calls Tom, the GM of the Seahawks who traded with him initially. Tom has the seventh pick. Tom needs a quarterback. This is a big showdown. And Sonny also pulls Tom's pants down. Does anyone want to talk about this scene? Uh, no, then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's just, let's just move on. I'll, 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 
is that they were all on the clock. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, Sonny has Tom trade back all of his picks, plus a good punt returner, just to pick Bo Callahan. I mean, the fact that anyone in one movie would trade three first-round picks for one pick is insane, but the fact that it happens twice just blows my brain. And there was a moment in time where the Browns had no first-round or second-round picks for the next three years. Brutal GMing. And, you know, to finish the plot up, he picks Ray Jennings, the running back, and the movie pretty much ends happily ever after. Yep. And now... I wanted to get into our awards. Is everyone ready? Everyone ready? Beezers, your music. You said you... What? The old, old awards. Uh, making this up on the spot. Yeah. I love it. That was pretty good. Um, our first award. Named after Lou Williams is called the Lou Williams Six Man Award. This is a character that didn't get the most screen time in the movie, but really left an impression when they were. Let's hear what you guys have to say. Preston, you're the special guest. Let's hear you first. Alright, so I, I think you guys already know who I'm gonna pick. It's definitely Rick the intern. Um, you know, I especially like the moment where he stood up to watch, you know, Ali and Michael Keaton kiss. It was really hot. Uh, I thought he was just an excellent addition to the cast um always making jokes always being a funny like loser uh you know when his computer was broken he was he was depressed he said his whole computer you know his whole life was done and it was a really good opportunity to kind of have him and Sonny, you know have this moment together where actually nothing ended up happening it was kind of lame but it was just really beautiful um in the moment and you know i really i like rick a lot i think he's really funny and a good addition to the cast i'll go with um she didn't get, she had a lot of screen time, but it was definitely Allie. She was, like, did everything. She knew more than everybody else about everything, and she was just a cap person. And the Swiss Army knife, she did everything and yeah. knew everything better than the people whose actually job it was to know stuff. Beezers? Um, I'm going to say Vanti, because he was, um... Who? That, that the football player guy. Exactly, it's the little Williams. <laughs> Oh, you, oh, Vonte. Vonte, oh. whatever. And Monty, Vonte, man. Oh. I heard Vonte. Vonte. I chose him because, uh, you know, w- without him, all these deals went, have, have been made. Um, he was, he was kind of like, I mean, um, uh, what was that guy's name again? Like the, the, the main guy. Oh yeah. Sonny. Um, he promised him to be on the team, and um, you know he made it, and, and just had a lot of good parts in the movie, I guess. So that's that's why I gotta say that's pretty solid. Um, my runner-up is Ralph for Six Man. I mean, he was like Adrian Wojnarowski out there. For those of you who don't know, just like a great NBA reporter, he just found everything out. He was really putting the team on his back there. But my Six Man is definitely Coach Penn, and here's why. He's the perfect villain. He's constantly trashing Sonny. He's going behind his back and asking Allie to convince him to do stuff. He's threatening to quit. He's burning playbooks. I mean, this guy is a monster. And my favorite quote of his, let me get this straight. In the span of one day, you managed to burn through three years of first and second round picks. Is that correct? Tom's my sixth man. 
I really like that, actually. That's really well said. Thank you. One of his better lines was when Sonny says, like... Oh, I have it. I got oh, okay. We got okay. that. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. But our next award, guys, the Optimus Prime inspiration. This can be a quote or a moment where you just felt inspired. Preston, you're the special guest. You get to go again. All right. So listen. When Michael Keaton said, pancake-eating motherfucker on the phone to Tom, you know, as he was getting his his first uh, picks back for the next three years and the additional player, I just popped off. I was like, wow, that's really inspirational. You know, he's not taking shit from anybody. He's doing what he got to do uh, to, you know, for the betterment of the team. And, you know, he br- he's bringing back the pancakes. Like, who, who doesn't love pancakes, you know? I get inspired when I read about pancakes. I get inspired when people, you know, don't take shit from anybody. It was pretty awesome. And Beezers? All right, so definitely love the quote when um when when uh the 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 oh my god what what's what is it called the boss I don't know anything about this stuff what's the boss of of Sunny called like Anthony the owner the owner okay so the owner uh, just another brain fart um, <laughs> just I mean, it's just like reoccurring today. Sorry, just can't help it. But um, I, I'm gonna say um, when he tells Sonny that people get paid, get splashed, and that's that's like a pretty funny quote. But it's it's also, I guess, inspirational because um, it, it shows how uh, you gotta like work for getting like you get you know you, when you go through a journey um you're gonna get hurt through it but the end product is is what you've been working towards yeah i like that beezers that's really good yeah. i mean that, that makes a lot of sense what do you think about that role my optimus yeah, prime yeah what's your optimus? i went with i didn't really have one written down there i okay. wasn't inspired ever but one moment i thought was heart touching was when vante gave the ball to his sister in yeah. the crowd more just, of an emotional moment. Yeah, it was emotional, but I had another one there, and I didn't want to Okay, do it twice. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I'll say my Optimus Prime inspiration. Um, when Ray Jennings, the running back, says, I want to be a Brown before the draft. I mean, for those of you who don't know, Cleveland is like the most sad sack franchise of all time. So <laughs> the fact, I'm not sure anyone has ever said that in their life. So just the fact that someone's saying it, I find that very inspiring. He can say that anything is possible. <laughs> Um, Did our, everyone say theirs? Yeah. Okay. Our next award is the John Williams Music Award. Um, this didn't really have a lot of music, so I just want to hear what you guys thought. I favorite. just went with the NFL on Fox theme. Yeah. The, like da, da, da. Oh, I can't even no. do it. There we go, Captain Beezers. So yeah, that one. Yeah. What about you guys? definitely gonna go with um well yeah there wasn't really much uh yeah the nfl fox theme is a classic but um uh all the music was pretty much the same it was kind of cliche but so i didn't really have a pick for it definitely not a strong preston yeah i would say um the music was pretty trash in this movie like all around Uh, (laughs) there were moments where i was like yeah why is this playing it's not like I don't know, like, uh, the acting is, like, okay with the music being, like, super dramatic or, like, 
maybe it's not dramatic enough or like maybe there's music where there shouldn't be music it's kind of weird so my favorite my favorite bit of music was when i was skipping through the credits and it sounded like <laughs> DJ. When I, you know it's, it's kind of like it's cutting the pieces together um you know it's kind of cool the rest was trash <laughs> i love it the honesty it, well, i mean fine. it makes a lot of sense and our next award the daffy duck funniest moment award Roy, you seem to want to talk about this one. Let's hear what you got. Well, I have the funniest character being Sonny Weaver, just kind of being a clown overall. <laughs> but I'll go with the funniest oh, moment man. was definitely Jeff Carson, the Jaguars GM, panicking. He kind of just, he's like, he was stuttering, saying, what do you know about him? Tell me everything. Who are you going to pick? It's just very panic things to say. And... When the going got tough, he was not. He did not keep his cool. He and folded. He folded. He got more like a tough look than a funny moment, but yeah. <laughs> That's tough true. looks are funny moments. So. I guess so. I guess so. Let's hear yours, Preston. Yeah, I mean, my funniest moment. I think the after credit scene where the coach, you know, he starts pissing himself. It was really hilarious. Uh, it came out of left field, like really out of nowhere. Um, I definitely did not see that coming. I don't know if you guys saw it, but it was crazy. Uh, you know, and we got some we got some laughs out of it. Uh, I'd say like maybe a runner up was when um, you know it was super intense. Uh, I forget the guy's name who did the investigation. Ralph. Yeah, Ralph. So when Ralph like was it was like a super dark office or like you know it was pretty dark. Like the lighting wasn't very good. Uh, or like it was good for what they were trying to do, but it was weird. So it was like dark in his office. He was talking to Sonny, and he's like, none of his friends came to his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to say, um, Isaiah and I did not get the $100 bill at the end of the playbook. I de- we did not see the after credit scene. We Beezers, did you? No, bro. Once that movie was done, I, was, I did. <laughs> I only watch after credit scenes for Marvel movies, which are <clears throat> actually good. Preston, I'm shocked you stayed long enough to I, watch. We did I not get when the... I, when I said I skipped through the credits, yeah. Oh, we did not... Burkus got the... He was the Dr- Brian Drew. He was the Brian Drew. Who, um, <laughs> he said... He mailed it back and said, keep this $100 bill for when I win you guys a, cha- a Super Bowl or championship. <laughs> Preston's our... Shout buddy. out, Burkus. And Roy and I are the nice. Bo Callahan's of the draft. Um, nice job finding the $100 bill. We didn't lie, though. No, to finish off the segment, though, my favorite funny moment, Sonny's telling the story about Vante, about his sister, which is legitimately sad. <laughs> I know where you're going. But Coach Penn has had enough. Oh, you mean Vante? Just kidding. Vante? Yeah, Coach Penn has had enough. Like, Sonny's doing all this research, telling them all this stuff, like, two hours before the draft, and he's just like, boo freaking who? We're not running an after-school program here, Sonny. And I just, I died. That was hilarious. I don't know what you guys thought about that scene, but I was pretty pleased with the amount of um, funny. Pretty, pretty pe- Wait, sorry, which, which scene again real quick? So, when Sonny, they were reviewing the tape, he's like, Vontae Mack wasn't into Sackham. And then Coach Penn oh, goes, yeah. boo fucking who. We're not running yeah. an after-school that program is, here, Sonny. Yeah, that was funny. That was funny. <laughs> Randomness? He already uh, won. Um, I'm gonna say the um, oh go for it. Sorry. Just like the the funniest character is definitely the coach. Yeah. Um, I would say because he was just he was just always um just 
trashing on on Sonny. Just any decision he made, he just shut him down every <laughs> single time. Do you have Except a funniest like the end where where it all came together? But like this, even this. I mean, there was no small decision. I mean, I understand. We're gonna lose our jobs, and you know, he yeah, he was right. So, but every chance he had, he just had to shut uh, Sunny down, and I just really uh, appreciated that. Do you have a funniest moment? Um, not really. No. So let's just really okay. Okay. Damn. Well, actually, give us give us a thought. I don't know. But it's pretty classic. Which of the several pancake moments was your favorite? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think the first one because it was just the introduction. It was just so um. It was so. It was just just out of nowhere. You just eat really pancakes and <laughs> don't really think much about when someone's eating pancakes, and they're like, "Oh, enjoy your pancakes." What were you? What were your <laughs> thoughts on the quality of the pancakes when they showed them? Um, look pretty trash. <laughs> oh, I thought the biggest pancake scene was at the end, where he's like, "Come on, Tom, make a decision, you pancake eating motherfucker." <laughs> this is a PG podcast. We don't say. Um, words like that we try not to but we've already broken it like five times i don't know we're quoting the movie i I try not to um next award wait can i can i uh, talk about the pancakes please do preston so okay so i don't know if you guys noticed but like when they first introduced the pancake shot uh his mouth the tom's mouth wasn't in print so it leads me to believe that they actually added in his line later saying, I'm just eating pancakes. And to think that is actually hilarious. Uh, they would have added that in po- like in the editing. I think that's just hilarious. Um, also, uh, you know, Sonny having the whole time, like immediately after hearing that the guy was eating pancakes, after, t- after hearing that Tom was eating pancakes, he had in the back of his mind, when I hang up this phone, I'm going to tell him to enjoy his pancakes. That's <laughs> hilarious. Like, that's definitely what happened because you don't forget. You, you easily forget about what someone's eating or whatever. But he didn't. He didn't let it escape his memory. And in fact, he used it with the pancake-eating mother effer. And then, you know, at the end of this call, it's just hilarious. Um, I think that, you know, there's a lot of really funny pancake-eating moments. That was some quality <laughs> pancake analysis. Literally the whole movie. I mean, it could have just been called, like, did you did you like your pancakes or was? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. There's a little more to it. I want to hear your mood ring emotional moment award, Roy. I'll go with um, Vontae Mack being the number one pick because most people just thought, oh, we got drafted, but he got all that extra money which he could definitely use to support his family. Great acting by Chadwick too. There. Oh yeah, Preston. Yeah, uh, I didn't really have a good one. Um, Actually, now that I look at it, but I put Rick again, um, you know, you know, though his lack of Joseph mother was unforgivable. I think that, you know, he still came in clutch. Um, he was really just trying to be a good kid. And I think it was kind of a turning point for, uh, for Sonny as well. Like, you know, when they did talk about his laptop, you know, Sonny started to realize like, maybe I do need to like think more about other people in this situation. Um, I don't know if it was an actual turning point because again, he could have just been planning this whole thing from the beginning, but hard to say. Well said. Bowen? Um, I'm gonna say, um, 
this is kind of a really small moment, but Go for when uh, Sonny's talking to one of his players, uh, who's dra- who he is drafting, uh, you know, he, this player just he just totally breaks down, just right in front of this man, and uh, and you know, Sonny is is he doesn't give a crap. Um, so, but he, 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 um, the player keeps on talking about how, how hard he worked, um, this whole time to be, to be on this team and, and just, it just breaks my heart. Like every, from this day forward, I'm going to be sad about that scene. So, yeah. It'll stick with you for the rest of your life. Don't forget that. Exactly. Uh, my emotional scene is... Finding out why Sonny fired his dad. I mean, at the beginning of the movie, when I first watched it, I was one of the people like, all right, I kind of like this character, but what is wrong with you firing your dad that gave you a job? I mean, there's seriously something's going on. And you find out he fired him because the dad was going to die because of, like, heart failure if he kept coaching. But here's what's kind of funny. Would it have killed you to tell anyone that? You didn't have to be the <laughs> villain that everyone hated. <laughs> it was actually the mom that told Wait, him. Talk- I thought we were talking MVP. Am I, uh, am I off? You're very off. This is the emotional oh, okay. moment award. People. Oh, okay. Well, that, well, then what I said makes absolutely no sense. That's Keep up, Bert. Yes. Keep up. <laughs> All right. So, do you okay, have an emotional be, moment? Um, more future podcast. I, I, I will give another emotional. I will give my emotional scene. In There's not another let's, emotional. Let's this will be your first. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but I, I just went way off the rails with MVP. Oh, okay. Beezers, you want to talk while he collects his thoughts? I think no. Preston's ready. No, I'm about, yeah, I'm ready. Oh, oh okay. I thought Isaiah was talking more. He, he had some points. No, I, that that's pretty much my point. Like, why okay. do you have to play the bad guy? Would it have killed him to say anyone? To say, yeah, no, I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Why didn't he tell anyone? I have no idea. <laughs> um, I, yeah. Again, another reason why he's not a very good GM. <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't. He doesn't tell anyone anything. I know. He's, he's a, a vault. Weird person. He is very like weird. he's. This guy, he needs to he needs to go to some mental hospital. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, here's the one thing that I want you guys to know about the draft stuff and my little inside analysis. It's a big deal when a team drafts a player. Like they're all together, they're happy, and this dude just went to his office and phoned it in without anyone. Like, come on, man, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, my, so my emotional, my most emotional scene, uh, I think when when Sunny's mother, wow, when she went outside on the field. There was an extremely dramatic shot when Sonny looked out his window at her. It was super out of place. It made no sense. The clouds were like moving really fast. It was orange. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful shot. Super dramatic. But it was just, it did not fit in with the rest of the movie. It was super strange. Like, like we just were inside of uh, Sonny's office. It was normal. He looks out the window and there was this like insane shot, like straight out of a horror movie or something. And like, it was just—it was a really excellent shot, but very strange, very emotional as well. Yeah. A side note, just something kind of random about his mom. Why does his mom have like her hair isn't all red? It's like it's half gray and half like red. It was yeah, just I think so weird. That it was just weird. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. Well, keep on uh, proceeding. Uh, that's it next award yeah i mean that that was quite the award um 
We are on to Dynamic Duo. This this movie didn't quite have an obvious one, so I'm curious uh, what you guys made of uh, the award and who you chose. Uh, Bowen, let's hear you first. You haven't gone. All right. Um, I'm going to say... Uh, I would say uh, Sunny and Owner. Even though the Owner didn't really have much screen time, it was just uh, the, the shots that they had. Uh, I feel like he was another really funny character, the Owner. Uh, he's just... He just, um, I mean, his flash moment was pretty, pretty incredible, and just there was just the conversations they had together were, um, I mean, they weren't great, but uh, better than, in my opinion, than other, uh, you know, characters. So I like that. I like that. Yeah, I you. went with Sunny and Allie because I didn't really feel there was anyone else that had good yeah. chemistry. But just in terms of the scenes they were in, I'll go. I'll add as an honorable mention, Sonny and Tom. I thought that every scene they were talking to each other was funny and something major happened. I'd always like. I also would like to throw in the side note, Tom Michaels. Did he not look his name the most anyone's ever yeah. looked their name? That was a Tom. Michaels. That was the biggest Tom Michaels I've ever seen. <laughs> That's yeah. maybe the best point I've ever heard in this podcast history. That's true. Uh, Preston, what is your dynamic yeah, duo? Uh, well, I would, you know, I think it's pretty obvious who my pick is. Um, you know, the two Joes that I mentioned earlier, they both shook uh, the the owner's hand at the end and they congratulated him. They were like, it literally copy pasted people with the same name. It's incredible. There's no better dynamic. I finally know what you're talking about at the end when the, when he's like, I don't want to take all the credit, but I will. That one, right? Uh, I, it was like they were watching a game or something. And yeah, yeah, that was it. That was it. Yeah. So it's two random people. Cut, man. <laughs> <laughs> so that is uh, our special guest dynamic duo. Who's yours? Mine is, I'm, I went a completely different way with this because I didn't find the convention. There wasn't a Shrek donkey here, you know? There wasn't that. <laughs> so I went uh, Sonny and Coach Penn. Now, I know that's weird. Uh, they may not have had an actual good productive relationship in the movie, but their connection's hilarious. I mean, they're constantly backstabbing each other. They clearly don't like each other. This is, by the way, like one of the keys to a successful organization that everyone agrees upon in all sports is the GM and the head coach have to be on the same page. And I don't think these guys are even in the same book. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. But speaking of which, well, not really, but our next award is my personal favorite. It's the toughest look award. And I'm sure we have a lot. Preston, let's hear your toughest look. Yeah. Oh, no, dude. I, I don't have a freaking toughest look. But, okay. Well, I I'm think sure you can think of one looks, easily. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of the toughest looks was when, you know, the coach, he's like, boo-hoo, what are we running a school, whatever. <laughs> um, you know, he says that. And then, um, you know, Sonny comes back with a, uh, no, that was his sister who like died right after that basically like six months after that like that's a tough look you can't make fun of someone for doing something stupid or like he said what did he say exactly oh we can't have people like showing off and then you know it was just for his sister before she passes away so that was a pretty tough look really bad timing on his part Beezers I'm gonna say when Sonny throws the uh the computer uh that that like nerd guy's computer 
when he was arguing about a guy. It's Rick. Nerd. That was such a stereotypical nerd. I mean, that was that was pretty uh, stereotypical. But anyway, I thought it was, that like was the in, point. ingenious, completely different from anything I've ever seen before. But continue. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, you need. All right. Um, so basically, he just chucks at his computer, and he's just getting mad about. He doesn't want to bury his. Uh, that means to spread the ashes of his father. And that was just a tough look. I mean, just, I wouldn't, I've been, I mean, everyone's been mad before. And, and I, I don't think I would just chuck a computer. Like, why? I mean, there's so many other things you could do while you're mad. And that's, that's just so unethical on so many levels so yeah i'd like to ask why rick's computer was even in his office yeah <laughs> that's a good point right there look like yeah, well, why was it in there at all i don't it was very confusing yeah that's a tough look that yeah, that's a not, tough look not, yeah i think that's you're right I from the continuity standpoint that made no sense. Roy, you seem to have a very long list I'm looking at right now. Let's I have it. a very long list. I really don't want to get into all of it. But um, I kind of do. I, I would. I, I, like, okay, you go first so I don't take yours. And okay. then I'll How just deep dive. We'll, we'll go back and forth. I want some input on theirs from our tough looks. My, one of my favorite ones is right at the beginning of the movie. It's Sonny's introduction. You... Uh, we're taken to um, Tom Michaels and the Seahawks front office. And they're like, so we got this pick. Who should we trade it for? And he says, who's the most desperate GM in the league? And then it's a pan to Sonny. I mean, can it get off oh, to a tougher tough. start than this? And then um, the assistant is like, fleece him. That's a tough look if you're just a, the go-to guy for a fleece. I'll go off with some tough looks, though. My winner would be him dealing Three years worth of number ones and twos. That's just unbelievable. In the span of one day. Less than a day. <laughs> and In a couple hours. I talked about Jeff Carson panicking, but I'll just um, get into some. So researching after you do the trade is definitely a tough look. Like Have some respect for yourself and your franchise. Ha um, I got into this. Having a jersey for the player you don't draft is a tough look. <laughs> No one coming to his birthday is like a sad look, but it's still tough. Yeah, it's still a tough look. It's very tough. <laughs> he said it himself. This, he traded um, three picks to move up six spots to get someone he could have gotten at seven. I mean, like, what are you doing? At that point, that's just malpractice. <laughs> and then him, the Roger Goodell announcing him picking Vontae Mack and just the reactions from everyone booing. <laughs> That's a tough look. And most fans can relate to their franchise picking some player they don't want. It. Garbage. Pretty much. And another couple more of my tough looks, I want to get your guys' takes on them, is when he's negotiating with Tom at the beginning of the movie, Sonny's just like, I'm not going to sell my farm. And Tom says, your farm sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that interaction. I had that written down as um, one of my funniest moments. So... I agree. It was just your farm sucks. And lastly, this is just an encapsulation. I've gone over it a bit, but I, I'm just obsessed with this topic. I need to talk about it more. The toughest look is Sonny's entire draft philosophy. Why are you giving up all these picks in the span of a day? 
for one player you could have had at the same exact pick you would have had at the beginning of the draft. Why are you doing all your research after you made these franchise-altering moves? What were you doing for the past three months preparing for the draft? What is going on, man? I need some help. Preston, Bowen, what is this guy doing? <laughs> Uh, uh, honestly, you're preaching to the crowd. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Beezers first. Beezers first. Okay, um, so, yeah, you can't, I, I, <laughs> you can't answer that question because <laughs> no one knows what he's doing, so therefore, you can't answer it. Preston? You know, that's kind of deep, actually. Uh, <laughs> but no, what I, I messed up the saying earlier. You're preaching to the to the choir. Thank because you. Because honestly, we're all in the same we're all in the same boat. We have no idea what the hell this guy's thinking, <laughs> why he made the decisions he made. I guess in the end, he kind of you know did okay. He still gave up three years of two, of second picks, I think. And first. Uh, no, oh, the, first at, he got yeah. that. At the end, seconds, three years. Yeah, yeah. So he got rid of three years of second picks, which I mean is pretty trash but you know at least he got the first picks back uh yeah he was just all over the place um you know going back to tough look or like we're still in the tough looks but like yeah you know yeah. one big tough look is like you know he, he's at his house with uh ali and she just drives away like for no reason in the morning like she claims she has to go back to her place to you know before she goes to work and he's just like looking like a sad sack of a man about to make some really dumb decisions, which uh, he actually does end up doing. So he basically plays to exactly how you think he would, um, you know, until he just pulls a freaking note out of his pocket and like just deceives everyone and loses three years of second year picks instead of first year. I, I, you know, I don't know what was going on in his mind. He's clearly, I would join his face. I have tried to convey how dumb it is that he gave up his future, but let me put it this way. In the NBA, there is a rule called the Steffian rule. It is literally illegal to trade two consecutive first-round picks because of how damaging they think it can be to a franchise. And that's just two. This guy did three. I, I, there's just no, I, I, there's a new way to explain how bad this is every single time. And I think I've really just I've talked analogy. enough about it. I don't want to bore the audience. I think I've dug into Sonny enough. And that leads us to our next award, the Michael Jordan clutch moment. Roy, what do you think? I'll go with Sonny at the end. I mean, he completely choked and laid many eggs along the way, <laughs> but he made up for it with some clutch, literally on-the-clock decisions. Clock, he was on that clock. Prime talk, clockage. <laughs> Bowen Preston. Clock talk. Um... I mean, who else could it possibly be? Everyone else just didn't really do anything throughout this movie. So, I'm def definitely going to say Sonny. He totally just laid an egg just throughout the whole film. and It was a, it was a massive egg. But then he he, uh, he repaired that egg with some glue and some tape. And, <laughs> you know, right. Wait, did he repair the egg or did he shove it back up himself to get rid of the egg? Um... I don't know, both? He repaired it, both, oh, there we great. go. You know, he made up for his egg lay. Yeah, 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 right. We can all agree. Definitely. So. Preston? Uh, so my clutch moment, I think, was when Michael Keaton wouldn't read his father's prayer, you know? It's it's kind of clutch, you know, for a number of reasons. Because, one, you know, he's getting pressure from his ex-wife and his mother to kind of, like, read this thing. But, you know, he's got to pull through, he's got to show that he's the alpha male. He's got to go, No. I, you know, there's like an hour until drafts start, you know, I, there's a lot of shit on my mind, I'm making the most insane decisions that any person will ever make. <laughs> uh, 
you know, I need to be clutch in this moment and just say no and focus on things that matter. So that was pretty cool. Also, I would agree uh, with what Roy said earlier about, like, you know, the end of the movie, he makes up for his egg laying. I mean, uh, you know, he was a complete, he was a chicken. He basically became a farm chicken. <laughs> for most of the movie and finally you know he went to a scientist who gave him some some serum and made him back into a human so he could undo the, the, the egg laying that he you know laid across the entire movie he uh he was a chicken running with his head off and he replaced his head with a good egg nice these what chicken analogies are breaking my brain um my uh mvp i mean no not mvp the clutch moment it's definitely sunny, and an analogy I was thinking of, it's like if you're a QB and you throw like seven interceptions in the first half, and then you bring the team back and you win the game. Yeah. I, we've talked about his mistakes. I'm not going to go over them again. But he comes back, he completely fleeces this new GM who's just laying eggs and panicking the whole entire time. <laughs> Almost as bad as Sonny. And then he goes to Tom, and he pulls the same stuff Tom did on him. He asks for three picks, takes it off the table, then asks for a good punt returner. As well. And finally, pretty much gets back to where he started, but still has a really good draft. Doesn't, you know, still has a future. And I think he definitely came in clutch after multiple egg lays. Beezers? Um, he, no. Yeah. No, I already did this one. Oh, you did your like clutches first? player? Yeah. Clutch. yeah. Okay. Um, guys, we only have two awards left. We can after. talk about some other stuff we after. Of, we, of course, want to talk about other stuff after because we have everyone on here and it's rare. But MVP, this is a big one. Preston, what are your thoughts? Uh, MVP, yeah, I mentioned this earlier by mistake when I was talking about emotional scenes. Um, I think Rick, you know, the intern was MVP, you know, he, he, I think he might have been a turning point, I mentioned this again, I, I think it might have been a turning point for, for, you know, Sonny and his, his character development, um, you know, Rick kind of kept his cool the whole time, you know, he got a little frustrated about the, you know, some moments here and there, but, you know, he, he was a good kid, he did what he had to do, he was a great intern for a few hours, it was incredible, I hope that he got a full-time job there afterward, and uh, that's all I have to say. MVP, though, I'm taking a shot at you. Terrible pick. I, I gotta hop on this press. I mean, that's like more of a six-man award. You, you gave just, him the six-man I mean, and the MVP. Rick's in it like five total minutes. He doesn't really have much of like any kind of impact. He's comic relief. I, I just don't see how he's the MVP. That's he doesn't make any decisions. Respect the opinion of our guest. No, I'm gonna fight Roy. Yo, Good fight. I, I yeah. want some beezers. What, yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, why, why Rick shouldn't be my MVP. Wait, wait, say that again. Give me one good reason why Rick shouldn't be my MVP. Because he, he was not valuable. That's why. And it's no the most valuable I player. Explain how he changed uh, our favorite actor, Michael Keaton's opinion about his character and how he should develop in that one scene with the laptop. How was that valuable? He just replaced the laptop. Was, Nothing really happened. He literally changed his mind about caring about other people's opinions. That is very good. That's why he's a six man of the gear. No. Most valuable player there. Oh my god. You're telling me that anyone else was more important than, than Rick. Yeah. Yes. The media would be coming. The entire movie. I love it. This is a good the coach who literally went behind his manager's freaking back to like sabotage his decision. You think that was a valuable player? The media me would be valuable. the media would be at your throat right now with this horrible, atrocious, hot take. Alright, what's your take? Then we can fight. <laughs> My take would be Sonny Weber because he was the superstar. So, okay, I'll let you finish. 
Okay, He's so he did mess up, but a quote from one of uh, a camp I was at, you can relate. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. And he finished well. Wow. Wow. <laughs> What's your take that on That is true. That is true. I will say, though, that doesn't make him very important. All right? That makes him minorly important. He made a big play. All right? You know, but he fucked up in the beginning. He should know that he did something wrong and that, you know, whatever he did, he should have been fired after this. He definitely should have been fired after this, making him a not very important person. In fact, it would be the opposite. It would be an unemployed person. Who, Guys, you know, as we well, all know, unemployed people are not we important. We don't want to bore an audience. How no, this is great, Beezers. Get out of here. what are you doing stopping? That's like the most yeah. exciting <laughs> conversation we've ever had on this podcast. And you're <laughs> So Rick, and so Rick, as an employed intern of this, you know, fine establishment, he is the most important person. Rick could not even do his job very well. He was getting screamed at at the beginning for not even doing his job. And let me just sidetrack for a second and say the time is nine eleven because earlier in the podcast I saw it at eight twelve and I was pretty mad I missed it. So I made sure the podcast stayed on. And now and now I'll get back to my point of Rick being useless. Oh my God! Rick literally put his laptop in the room for. Uh, for Sonny to throw at the wall. You think that's useless? He took out his anger in a really healthy way by throwing the laptop at the wall and not at his mother. If he hit his mother or yelled at her, that would have been way worse. Okay, so Rick saved his mother. Um, how wow. does He would have just wow. thrown a different I mean, object. He would have just thrown a different object. I don't really understand your point. Yeah, here. that's definitely headcanon. Oh. Let's just... Disagree to agree. Agree to disagree, man. Oh no, you. No, <laughs> disagree to agree. Wow, that Guys, was such a great fight. That was phenomenal, Beezers. I have a question for you. Um, why did you want to stop that fight? I thought it was amazing. <laughs> it, was just, it was just like at first it was good, but you can't just prolong something of the same thing and just like it, it became an redundant argument. in in many levels. But it's okay. We it's it's okay. It sounds like Rowan has an MVP in mind. You know, that's neither of those two. Let's let's hear let's it. Hear so, it. I, I, I'm pretty cliche about my MVP. It's just Sonny. He's just like, I, I don't, I mean. Did you even think of considering Rick? the Ray. whole movie and then he shoved it up but back, back up okay. his butt. And then okay. Quick, made, quick question. Beezers. I don't know what that analogy was. Beezers. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Beezers. But what I'm saying, that it's just shush, I'm talking, but... I'm saying is he uh, he was a MVP because he um, made a big play. Did you even think for- of considering Rick for your MVP? Um, I rest yeah. my case. Oh, okay. Ooh. So because he was always there for for everyone. Yeah, facts. <laughs> well, who would he pick, Burkus? Next, Isaiah. Who's your okay, MVP? Okay, all right. Um, first, I gotta say, Preston, that was such a great fight. I commend you. I still gotta say, though, I, none of us have ever beaten Roy with an argument during this podcast yet. Hopefully that day will come soon. Um, my MVP is Allie. She is the most capable person in the entire front office. She's the cap expert. She even gets coffee for the wife, which is, like, way, 
um, above her pay grade or below. And she gets scouting reports for everyone. She's basically Th Sunny's therapist the whole movie. She, like, I don't think this entire operation is even functioning without her. So she's really my MVP. Sonny, yes, he has a very good case because he has a great comeback, but he also like completely trashed the entire organization most of the movie. Yeah. I think that's it. Um, she... I feel like she was the most annoying character. Ooh, I feel like oh, let's fight. Let's fight. Okay, let's here, here fight. comes another fight. Um, We've been calling for an hour, 11 minutes. Um, so, I, I feel like she just, I didn't really care anything she said. She's just like, I just, I want to have a baby. And just shut up. That's like all she talked about. The baby thing came out of literally nowhere because I had no, like, we did not know until the end that she was pregnant. At least I didn't pick up on exactly. that. It was so, very strange. She was just annoying. She was just like, pull him aside and have small talk. And that was. He pulled whole. her aside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a he tough played, look, folks. He, he wouldn't have had anyone to pull aside, so because she's the MVP, there's no one else even trust to talk. I can guarantee you that if she wasn't there, he would have gone to Rick. <laughs> yeah, and Rick would have choked per usual. Um, Beezers, I was just wondering if you wanted to continue this argument because I still don't really understand your point. Well, I'm just saying that that. I mean, if you want to stop me, you can stop me. I, I, love, I love these battles. It's great content. Okay. Um, I just feel like she was just just annoying. She was just there. She was like, she was just like that guy, you know? You know that, that guy? Like, who exactly? She was not there, and then, you know, he, she was just being shoved off, and she, didn't, she was like, oh, I know a lot about football. Okay, great. What are you going to do with that information? Save the whole franchise. Nothing. <laughs> what did you even say? He said oh, save. He said save the whole franchise. Which what he did. What do you mean? When did she save anything? She just talked about how many times she wanted to have a baby. All right, well, I barely even remember her. I don't even about. remember. I mean, she didn't even. She literally one time mentioned it. <laughs> I mean, the she whole movie. About it every time she went into that closet, like I'm just like I, there was like no. I mean, this is how I saw it, but I'm interested in what how she saved the movie. Well, here's that. Well, I mean, I guess it's not technically the movie. She saved the team. I should rephrase that. Thank you. She saved the team because one, imagine, remember how unsure they were when they first made the pick? They're like, oh, do we have the cap money for this? She's like, yeah. Imagine if they didn't. No one knew. Like, they would have been lost without her. She manages the entire cap. That is such an important role for an NFL team. She also seems to be the only capable person in the entire front office that knows how to do anything. So I just, I just, like, I don't understand Bro, how you she think. Was the coffee person. No, she wasn't. she wasn't. <laughs> she did that because she's an MVP. She, like, took one for the team. She, like, the wife was being annoying. She's like, fine, I'll get you a coffee. She's not the coffee person. <laughs> the coffee person in my eyes, but... Um, wow. Teasers, I love you. I was expecting more of a battle here. And this is pointless. Let's just keep on going. Wrap it up. I would say that, too, if I were losing an argument. Um, <laughs> oh, oh. What do you mean? This has gone on for so long. Do you want to have a boring-ass podcast? This is entertaining. Bro, no one cares about this movie in the first place. So. <laughs> well, it made $25 million. Rick cares. Uh, yeah, yeah, Rick cares. I want to... Okay. Let's, I want to mention something before the favorite scene. Ralph. He would not just tell them. He'd be like, do you want me to ask you this? 15 times. Like, 
he wants the information. <laughs> Just say it. Are you gonna ask who sent the hundred dollar bill back? And he 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 keeps telling him, ask who sent it. Ask who sent it. Ask what Bo did. Ask who was who wasn't there. Do you want to know who the quarterback was? <laughs> You know what Ralph would be perfect for, like coming, like uh, before commercial break on a network. Yes. <laughs> um, well, Let's get to favorite those, scenes. Those MVPs were great arguments, guys. Roy Preston, Bowen, me, like I love that. That's great content, in my opinion. MVP. Uh, no, that was MVP. Favorite scene. Let's hear it, Bowen. See, this guy doesn't even know what he's doing here. Oh, MVP, favorite scene. Oh, where are we supposed to go next for the podcast? What? See, not organized at all. Yeah, I would say um, we're not organized at all. Just like Michael Keaton, who is a terrible uh, GM. Yeah, I, I just, uh, back on the subject of, like, you know, the movie, I think that we should move on. So neither of you have a favorite scene? Uh, I, I mean, uh, I like the beginning... Good. When just like the opening shot, I thought that was cool. How they kind of just opened it, and um, yeah, that's, that's all I gotta say. I'll go with my favorite scene. I thought I loved him finding out more about Bo's character. I'm into mystery and yeah. um, when when something gets resolved, like found out, and I thought conflict resolution. Yeah, sure, and how just everything turned out, and then the hundred dollar playbook. I thought was a brilliant idea. And just pretty good writing. Yeah, I like that. I think um, I heard a story that like a lot of real NFL teams actually started using that after the movie. I think it's a great well, actually. That's yeah, an that's crazy. Story. What? I was just saying it was an interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, I know. I think it's a really cool thing to do, and it can legitimately expose people like Bo. Um, my favorite scene, I don't want to talk about it too much because we already have, but like the whole draft scene, like the amount of idiots is just hilarious. You <laughs> Coach Penn, who doesn't know what he's doing, like he thinks he won a Super Bowl, but apparently it was carried by his team. Sonny's just like going rogue, not talking to anyone. I mean, the owner's really mad. No one knows what's happening. Bo's falling. It's, it's just pure chaos. And I really enjoyed that. With that being said, before we get into some, uh, just overall talk, I had some trivia for you guys. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. Um, I, I do actually want to give my favorite scene. I thought Bowen was getting a little off topic, so I tried to bring it back. Um, my favorite scene is, you know, at the end when uh, when Sonny's on the phone with the, the Tom guy from the Seahawks. Um, there's this really insane four-way split that occurs, um, you know, with the, the dude on the phone, um, you know, uh, both of the people on the phone. There's a shot of a clock on a wall because they're on the clock, right? <laughs> and then there's another shot, but I don't really remember what the other shot was, but it was a crazy four-way split. It really had me on the edge of my seat. Very tense. Uh, was my favorite scene for sure. Nice. Awesome. That's awesome. Um, I don't have a lot of trivia. My only trivia question is, did you guys know in real life the first team that was set to have the first pick, it was a different team other than the Seahawks? Do you know Texans. Which, which team that was? Texans. I have, I have no I don't know, like the the Texans. I'm just gonna copy what Roy said. <laughs> um, no, it was the Jets, and I find this oh. very funny because they backed out of the movie due to bad PR, not wanting to think that they'd be a bad team. But that's just pretty funny because everyone knows they're a laughing stock. Oh, I thought you meant who had it in real life that year. No, like the Seahawks had the first pick in the. Oh, yeah. So as the, a Jets fan, that's a tough look. I mean, like everyone knows you guys aren't a very good team. It, it's more of a tough look by backing out, honestly. Um, with that being said, I'd love to just 
you know, just talk for a little bit, um, especially about our movie, Preston. Uh, You're the star uh, of Ghost Cocaine Heist Before Christmas, and we're not going to get into it too much because we're already running a little late with the podcast, but tell the audience a bit about some behind-the-scenes um, nuggets. Behind-the-scenes? Um, I would just say, like, there was this moment in time where we weren't really sure how we wanted to approach our, you know, our infamous uh, heist scene. And yeah. there was, like, you know... We knew that it was going to have to be an endeavor that would take place during the day because of our limitations with lighting. Um, and we also knew that we had to like do it all at one, at one time because uh, getting people together, like a large group of people together, is really, really hard, especially when people are busy. And, um, and obviously this happened in the past, so I'm just talking like as if it were happening then. But, uh, you know, so we had to decide how we would get all these people together and film all this stuff in the daytime while also making it convincing that, you know, it was, it was actually a heist and not just like people breaking into a house, uh, you know, regular style or just like in the middle of the day. Cause that's really stupid. So, uh, we, you know, we got up at 6am and we filmed the whole day basically until the sun went down. And uh, we got some really great lighting, some excellent shots. Uh, you know, it was really awesome. Um, there's a lot more, obviously, that we had to do behind the scenes, but I kind of want to save that for our actual heist before Christmas. One of the biggest accomplishments, you know, sneak peek, yeah, of my life. So it was, it was great working on that. Uh, I always like remember it and like treasure those those moments that we had. And even though there were like a lot of frustrating moments. It was it was totally worth it, and uh, we've all worked so hard on it, and uh, we got to get it out during quarantine because every everyone just this is the perfect time. Everyone's inside, yeah. so yeah. yeah. A shout out to Isaiah for actually being the one to get everyone together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a tough time, man. I mean, as a producer, you kind of have to be the bad guy, you know. And yeah. I, I relished it. Well, not really. I actually didn't like it, but I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was a blast. And we are going to have a full podcast. We'll have our director William on as well, just to discuss everything about our movie, The Heist Before Christmas. You will hear criticisms from us about the movie. You'll hear behind the scenes action, pretty much everything. Less um, awards and that type of stuff. More oh, in depth yeah. breakdowns. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't want to talk any more about it because we're going a little over and. Yeah. I can't wait to talk about that one for a whole podcast. But does anyone have any final thoughts on draft day or anything else they want to talk about? Uh, can we give our like our overall opinions of the film? Oh, go ahead, yeah. please. Okay, yeah. So you know, being a little bit more serious, I actually thought it was a pretty good movie. Um, like a lot of really good cinematography, actually, for a random sports movie. Uh, <clears throat> you know. I was really impressed. I mean, I can see it was very cheesy, but like I was pretty impressed with the the swipe transitions and yeah. stuff. Um, a lot of them looked really cool, and like when the people would cross over into the other shots, I thought that was really cool. I agree. Um, the split screens, like cool. yeah, the split screens, like and when they transition. Yeah, yeah, I thought they were pretty cool. Uh, but the, I mean, yeah, the music sucked, and like yeah, they tried to over dramatize like some things that made no sense and. Yeah, they went into the janitor's closet like sixteen thousand times. Like, There's no only reason. two and, though. Yeah, which is funny. Like, and yes, Rick knew that they were in the the janitor's closet, even though it was supposed to be like 
not common knowledge that people just hang out in the generous, whatever. Like, there were some flaws in the story, but you know, overall, I enjoyed it. Some good, uh, you know, some good direction uh, and stuff like that. So overall, I, I would say it's a good movie. I love it, Preston. Bowen, what's your uh, official um, overall take? So, as, yeah, as you know, like I have different views, and this is just my opinion. Which is okay. Um, yeah, we support criticism of movies. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, like, I just want to say, it was just, it was just, like, really cheesy. Just, like, the whole movie, I feel like. And I, just when you're making a sports movie, like I definitely think drafting is the draft day is a huge part in the movie, but there's just no reason to make a whole movie about the draft day. I mean, there weren't any games or anything. I mean, I was just literally bored the entire movie. I'm, I'm sorry. Like I'm throwing down like just everything. What exactly what I thought, but there are a lot of good opinions. I mean, I mean, good, good moments in this movie um there are funny scenes um but i just i just didn't really i just i just didn't get it it was like it, it felt like also a detective movie like oh they're figuring out about this guy and why why they shouldn't recruit him and after it, they it traded felt, him. <laughs> you know, like there are these clues like he didn't go no one showed up to his birthday party like what are we talking about here but i was just overall it's just just bored um, Two things. There, there's there's few parts parts in the in the movie that I appreciated. So that's the, I guess that's my overall. I have uh, two questions. So you said it was cheesy, but then you said you'd expect them to have at least some actual football playing. So wouldn't that be not cheesy? And then for the second question, name um a shred of cheese that you thought was cheesy. <laughs> Well, I just thought that just every scene, how like not engaged, it just wasn't engaging for me, and and just like every scene, it was just like the conversations they had. Just I, I, I mean, it's a very, very forgettable movie in my opinion. So it's just like it's just like oh, they're just talking about the same thing the whole time, and it was this crazy guy who had no idea what he was doing the whole movie, and and then. Yeah, I guess the game. It just if if you do a game well, it could have really shown the emotion a, a lot better than the whole movie. It just felt like a very just dull, just like movie. So that's 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 how I just thought of it. Yeah. Um. Even though I don't agree with the opinion, I respect it. Everyone who watches a movie, they see it through their own eyes, and however they feel about it is how they feel about it. So you can't really change opinions too much. In my opinion, I thought that. I mean, overall, it was like a pretty standard sports movie. Nothing too insane happened. Although Sonny did make some wild moves that still had my brain broken. But I thought it was cool how they did just focus on the draft because. It's kind of rare when they do that. Yeah, we all would have liked to see some sports, but that's we see sports in a lot of movies, and this really took us inside everything that goes on during the draft. Yes, not everything that happened in the movie is factual, but I just thought it was cool how they chose to focus on draft day, behind the scenes, characters, emotions going on, and I think the movie is pretty good for what it is. It's not perfect. Didn't have that big of a budget. The critics didn't like it. I mean, it's it's never going to be a critical darling. It wasn't really that special in that sense. 
Roy and I found it hilarious because of all the inside jokes of Sonny being a horrible general manager. They had a pretty impressive cast, too. And I just think it's a really solid movie. Yeah. Also, I would like to point out really quickly that um, the draft day, you know, dates in the movie are May 8th to May 10th, and today is May 9th. So no way! That's sick. Oh, That's wow. a good note, Preston. I would also yeah. say, so, when they were watching Bo Callahan's tape and Sonny Weber's, like, rewind that back to the start of the play, I don't know why, but that really stuck with Isaiah and I, and we've been <laughs> using... It just stuck with us. Like, we've been using that ever since the movie. Like, if we're watching um, another movie or a sports game, and they're like, whoa, what just happened? We'll be like, rewind that back to the start of the play. I think it's a pretty good meme. It's pretty fun. I know okay. it probably makes no sense. I like how it transposes to your daily life. So yeah. Like, I appreciate, you know, that. Exactly. Just... Also, like, the underlying thing, once again, him going, look you know, rewind that back as if, like, he should have been watching this, like, thousands of times. And no before. other GM saw that. And why does it matter that much? It's one play. Yeah. I mean, there's so much to talk yeah. about. I mean, I think we all covered it. Um, I liked everyone's points and final thoughts. Um, Roy, you have to do your regular plugging of the podcast before we log off. Plugging? Oh, um... Wait, real quick. Wait, real quick. Oh, okay. This movie should have been called Draft Days because, again, May 8th, <laughs> May 10th, not just May 8th or May 9th or whatever. Uh, made me pretty upset. <laughs> I um don't know what to say, but except I don't know what to say about that, but I do know what to say to give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts, drop a nice review. <laughs> We've already seen some pretty good reviews. We really appreciate yeah. them. It doesn't have to be long, and we hope you can do it. Mm-hmm. It'd make us all happy. Yeah. Well, Thanks for listening. I think one of the biggest movies is Ghost Cocaine. Go watch it. It'll be on a Prime Video. Yes, sir. Oh, if you made it to this part in the podcast, comment cheese in your review, and that's you know if you're a real one. <laughs> yeah, we love you guys, dude. Again, five stars. Please leave a review. We'll love you forever. And let us know yeah. if you want Preston again on as a guest. We love them, but uh, yeah, even we gotta if listen you don't, to he's coming back anyway. Yeah, <laughs> Preston's definitely coming back. I don't know any fans who did not like Preston. He really put on a great performance. Um, Thank you, everyone, and we'll see you guys next time. All right.